we take our text this evening from the book of Acts, chapter 16, and the last part of verse 30. This man is asking a question. The question is, what must I do to be saved? That's a good question to ask. This evening, for the next few minutes here, uh, we will look at four different types of opportunities. The first one, and this is the most important one, the opportunity to pray. The second one is missed opportunity, opportunity with mercy, and the fourth one is lost opportunity. As I thought of this, I thought about uh, a personal uh, illustration. I'll share that with you first, and we'll go back to our text. But it was 1994 that we were preparing to leave our home in Chehalis and move to Minneapolis, Minnesota. We put our home up for sale, and we waited for a buyer. We put our home up for sale in March, and then we were wondering, what if our house sells before we're ready to move? Well, we didn't have an answer for that, but as time went on, a few people looked at our home, we didn't get any offers, and all of a sudden it was coming down, getting close, and we were planning on moving, and then all of a sudden we're praying asking the Lord to sell it before we left town. So we sold it just a few weeks, very few weeks before we left town. And I'll tell you the price because you got to listen to the rest of the story. We sold our home for $147,000. It was a four-bedroom. I believe it was like 2,800 square feet. It had three fireplaces and two kitchens. It was a nice home. We enjoyed it. Had a lot next to our property that my mom owned. And so the buyer that bought our home wanted to buy that lot also. I can't remember the price. I'm sure it was somewhere around $25,000 uh, that he paid for that. So we'll fast forward a few years down the road. And one day I got a phone call and was told that our home that we sold uh, was for sale. And the listing price was $1 million. So, did we miss an opportunity? Did we lose the possibility of making thousands of dollars? The first answer is no. The second answer is no. But the right answer is we prayed and asked the Lord what we should do. We felt like at that time we should sell our home. We didn't want to. We thought about renting it, but we didn't want to keep it and have that bother. We just wanted to sell it. And the Lord sold it for us. And we were pleased with the price. That, that was not a bad price back in 1994. 
A lot of you guys don't even remember 1994. But some people would look at that, that we missed an opportunity or, or we lost an opportunity. But we didn't look at it that way. They didn't sell for a million. They've listed it a couple of times since then that I'm aware of. And each time the price keeps coming down, but uh, they still own it. So the day they sell it, it well, it's not ours anymore. I don't care what they sell it for. Uh, it, do, it doesn't make any difference because we prayed about it. See, there's, there's the key. We, we prayed and asked the Lord to give us direction. The Lord gave us direction. And, and we've never turned our backs. We've never been sorry. And even when I heard uh, a million-dollar price tag, it, well, that's fine because it, it didn't make any difference. So we'll go back to our text here for our first uh, opportunity, the opportunity to pray. And th- this man that asked this question, he had an opportunity to pray that night. You see, he was uh, a jailer in a prison. We'll just go back. I'll read a few verses here. We'll start at the verse 22. And, and this is about Paul and Silas. They were the ones that ended up in prison. It says, And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates ran off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them Safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. Now, this is the same jailer that in just a little bit asked that all-important question, what must I do to be saved? But see, things change. Prayer changes things. Verse 25 says, And at midnight... This is after Paul and Silas were beaten and thrown into prison. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and every man's bands were loosed. It pays to pray. God answers prayer. God hears our prayer. When we pray an honest prayer to God, he hears our prayer. If if you're wondering the, the, the question that the jailer asked, what must I do to be saved? If you're wondering that question tonight, the answer is pray. The Lord will give you the answer. The Lord will save you tonight. He'll make a change in your life tonight. So, so Paul and Silas says they're praying and singing praises to God. And there was an earthquake. The doors were open. All the prisoners that were in the prison, their bands were loose. They could all walk out. Nobody left. That's amazing. But see, it pays to pray. The jailer came in, realized what happened, was ready to take his life. Paul told him, don't take your life. We're all here. You see, the prisoners, 
they could have left. But there had to be a sweet spirit in that jail. The the presence of the Lord was there. Those prisoners just experienced something they no doubt had never experienced before in their lives. They, they, They no doubt saw when Paul and Silas was thrown in there. Says they were thrust into the inner prison. They know the other prisoners no doubt saw all of that. And all at once, they start praying and singing praises to the Lord. Wouldn't that just send a calm in a situation like that? So the jailer came rushing in, ready to take his life because he knew if prisoners escaped, uh, his life would be taken. And he was ready to take his life. He said, don't take your life. We're, we're all here. And he came in and fell down before them and says, what must I do to be saved? See, that was his opportunity to pray. He asked that all-important question, how do I get saved? What do I need to do? And he got saved that night. His life was changed that night. His family was saved that night. He took advantage of the opportunity that he had to pray. We need to take the advantage when we have that opportunity to pray. The second opportunity is recorded in the book of Mark, the 10th chapter. And it's a missed opportunity. And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I might inherit eternal life? Same type question. What must I do to have inherit eternal life? What must I do to be saved? The same question. A different person. And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one. That is God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest. Go thy way. Sell whatsoever thou hast and give to the poor. And thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross, and follow me. That was his answer. That's all he had to do. He was right there. The opportunity to pray was right there. And the next verse says, And he was sad at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. A missed opportunity. You see the difference between an opportunity to pray and a missed opportunity? Both these men wanted to be saved. Both of these men knew there was something else that was lacking in their lives. One took advantage. The other one says they went away sad. This man was concerned about his eternal soul but not enough to take advantage of the opportunity. 
No, the third is an opportunity with mercy. We're thankful for mercy, for the mercy of the Lord that, that, that he ever called, that he ever drew us to him and gave us the opportunity to pray and be saved. Here, here's one opportunity with mercy. 23rd chapter of Luke. And one of the malefactors, which were hanged, railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost thou not fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward for our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shall thou be with me in paradise. This man, one of the thieves that were hung on the cross at the same time Jesus was, cried out for mercy. And mercy was there. The Lord was there. Jesus was there. The purpose he went to the cross was that we can be saved. And right there, at this man's last moments on this earth, there were two there, one on each side. So one railed on him. He missed that opportunity to make heaven his home. The other man reached out in mercy, and mercy was there. And Jesus told him, this day that shall be with me in paradise. We're thankful for mercy tonight. The fourth one we'll look at is lost opportunity. Here's another one that we don't want. We don't want to miss an opportunity. We don't want to end up with lost opportunity, having an opportunity and not doing it because the end result is not good. 16th chapter of Luke. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in these flames. There was a time that this man had an opportunity to pray. There was a time... God called him, and he put that call off. 
He had other things to do, he thought. He had more important things he wanted to do. He, he wasn't willing to surrender his life to the Lord. Maybe he thought someday. But we see the end of the story. That someday never came. It was lost opportunity. We're thankful for God's mercy. Because this man, he, he knew. He, he knew Lazarus was there. No doubt Lazarus talked to him about the Lord because he knew. He knew about the Lord. It says that, that, that he looked and he saw Lazarus in, in Abraham's bosom. He cried out to Abraham. So he had to know who Abraham was. He had heard about Abraham. He, he knew that where they were at is where he wanted to be. But Abraham told him there's a big gulf fixed. We, we can't come to you and you can't come to us. You see, it, it was lost opportunity. There was a time when he was given the opportunity to pray. There was a, a time that the Lord called him and he rejected that call. There was a time where mercy was extended to him and he rejected that mercy. You know, there's no chance in eternity to change our destiny. But today, tonight, we have an opportunity right here. Everything is right so far tonight. Everything, this whole service has been directed for the opportunity to pray. That's the whole purpose of this service tonight. That everyone at the end of this service will either come forward to an altar of prayer or pray in the pew right where you are. That, that, that is our heart's desire that everyone would do that tonight. The opportunity is here. You know, it's up to each one of us what we do with that opportunity. But that opportunity of mercy is being extended tonight. So wherever you are spiritually tonight, and you know where you are, God is calling tonight. God's mercy and love is reaching out to you tonight. Said so that Jesus loved that man that came to him and asked him, how do I make an, get, in, inherit eternal life? It's what he wanted. Jesus had the answer. Jesus has the answer tonight. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. But I encourage each one of you to take the opportunity tonight to pray. Pray for a few minutes. Pray for a few moments. But pray. We don't know how much longer we're going to have this opportunity right here. Do you believe that? You know, things are going on in our world today. Things are changing and changing fast. Our freedoms are going away. Things are happening that we never thought we would ever see. But we have an opportunity tonight. Take advantage of that opportunity. We're going to sing a song of invitation, and we invite you to come and pray.